to the Overgivers Anonymous podcast. My name is Angela Mondor, also known as the Geeky Girl. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about some amazing things to help you get over overgiving. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Overgivers Anonymous podcast. I am excited to talk to you today about how to create a business that works for you. And in this episode, we're going to talk about a few things that maybe you haven't thought of yet in terms of your business and what you want it to be. And so this is exactly what we're going to hit today. The first question I ask you is, do you have a business that works for you? A lot of us run our businesses and we just assume that the muck that we're dealing with from a day-to-day basis We just have to deal with whatever it is that is going on in our business. And that is 100% not true, okay? What you have going on inside your business can be changed. It can be different. It can be more what you thought you were going to get rather than what you have. This is what's really important. So when you're looking at your business and who you are, who you want, to be in your life, what kind of life you want to have. I want you to be honest with yourself and about the life that you're living. Are you working the days away and getting nothing out of the time and effort you spend? It's interesting, this this timing of this episode for me as summer is coming to the area that I'm in and I'm starting to look at what are the things that I want to do differently this summer. And one of those things is I want to spend more time in the afternoons when the sun is where I like it to be in my backyard and I want to sit out and work on the deck. Now, I can't work on client calls while I'm sitting on the deck. It doesn't make for good video. I obviously can't record my podcast episodes or I can't record uh, episodes with guests while I'm sitting on the deck either. So those kinds of things I need to schedule now earlier in the day. Here's the thing. It's important for you to think about what is it in your daily life that you want to enjoy? What are the things that you built your business because you wanted to have X, Y, and Z? Or you built your business because you wanted to experience whatever it was. When I first started my business, one of the things that was important to me was that I was there for my kids, that I could take them to school, that I could pick them up, that I'd be there for them if they were sick, those kinds of things. But I also, my youngest daughter played hockey and I wanted to be there for every single game. I wanted to be there for practices and I wanted to be one of those locker room moms. I wanted to be part of the experience with her and to support her as best I could. And so it was important for me while I was building my business to do just that, to make sure that those things were important. Now, of course, things have changed. My kids are older. In fact, they're both adults now. So that doesn't play into what it is. So as your life changes and if your goals change, your business has to change too so that you can now work on what is it that you want to do differently inside your business. So I want you to be really honest. What is it right now that you need to change in order for you to find more joy in what you're doing inside your business? And when you're looking at what you did first, like why did you build your business in the first place? Those things may not be the same anymore. And so when you're looking at those things now and say, like I can look back and say, oh, I wanted to be there for hockey and I wanted to be there for my kids and I wanted to be there for school. And 
not, those things are irrelevant now because I don't have those sorts of things anymore in my life. So what now? What is it that I now want to have as part of my existence? I mean, I started my business back in 2009, so it's been a while. Lots of things have changed and they change on a regular basis. It's not always the same things. So be open and willing and flexible to think about making changes for yourself. You can build a business that makes you money and allows you to live the life that you've dreamed of. That's 100% true. And it doesn't mean to say that it always has to look the same. When I first started my business, again, it looked way different. When I first started it, I was helping other business owners locally with their computer systems, running cables, printer fixing, computer fixing. I do none of that now. I evolved past that. Um, I've done a few different things along the way. So as your business evolves, so does the way that you handle the situations inside your business. And it is possible for you to be successful in the way that you want to be successful and to have that success not always take over your life. There is a hustle culture out there where a lot of people are a lot of people are following Gary Vaynerchuk specifically. He's like, you have to work your butt off and blah blah blah. And to some degree, yes, there are times when we need to work our butts off and we have less time for fun and more time for work. But that has to, in my opinion, the hustle culture is not something that I can sustain for long periods of time. I have the ability to hustle for short periods of time, but then I need recharge. I need to be able to do things. If I hustle too long, I'm going to burn out. If I burn out, that means that I'm going to be down for the count. You know, your body, if you don't allow it time to regenerate and to re-energize itself, you will fall ill. That's just my belief system. That's my truth. It's what has always happened for me. If I don't look after me, my body will inevitably give me no choice and give me something that'll stick me in bed for a few days. And that's the stress. So you don't have to live that way. You don't have to live on that roller coaster of I'm feeling great. Oh my gosh, I'm crashing in bed. You can find a balance. And that's what this is about. Finding that balance so that you can have that business that works for you. Creating your ideal vision of your business is really important. There's a lot to be said for choosing the difference between the type of business that you run because you want it to be that way or not making choices in how you want your business to be run and therefore being led by the nose by somebody else's choices. The worst thing that you can do inside your business is believe that just because it's working for them over there, that means that I have to do the same things that they do. And they're different people. They have different thoughts and ideas and they have different emotions. They have different things going on in their days and they have different responsibilities. So it doesn't have to be just one way. There's always a lot of different ways that you can look at your situation. So think about what you want to do and how you want to get there. If you know where you're going, then it's easy for you to map it out. You don't have to conform to anybody else's you know, specific way of getting things done, which is why we started our businesses in the first place, usually, is that we have chosen to say, I want to live my life differently. And so therefore, I want to build something that I love. I don't want to have to run, I don't want to have to be a, a pawn in somebody else's business scheme. I don't want to be a worker bee. I want to create the thing that I want. And so that's in understanding what your ideal vision is. 
When you're looking at creating that plan, also remember it doesn't have to be set in stone. You don't have to say, just because I chose to go in that direction is the direction you always have to go in. It's important to check in. Just like I said how things change in your business over time, your vision changes too. But what's interesting is when you can actually look at that end path and say, hey, if I make it to that place, what will my life and business look like when I do that? One of the most poignant times in my life and business was when I thought I wanted to be a public speaker. I wanted to be on stage in front of thousands of people. And that was what I wanted to do as in my career. Now, don't get me wrong. I love being on stage. I love being in front of thousands of people. I love doing that. But when I thought about what it would take to become a public speaker full-time, the amount of time I'd have to spend in, in hotels and the amount of time I'd have to spend in airports and the travel and the time I'd be away from my family, I didn't like that end result. So I could still peel it back and say, okay, well, I love to be on stage and I love to speak to people. I love to share my knowledge. How can I do that? A, this podcast is one way that I do it. And B, I guest, uh, I do webinars and guest speak in other people's communities. Uh, I get, you know, I can do it through Zoom nowadays, which is fantastic. There's lots of different ways that you can alter the, what you think you need to do, which still feeds what you want to do. Okay. So that's, what's really important for you. And always make sure that when something doesn't serve you, then you can change it. So even if I thought, oh, yeah, no problem. I don't mind all that travel and I don't mind the airports and I don't mind the, the hotels and blah, blah, blah. But after, if I had chosen to do that and I would like book myself out for six months and I started to do it and if I didn't like it then, I still had the power to change it. So even if you don't foresee that you don't like it, you do have the power to change it after. You are not stuck you have the choice to be able to make a difference and to choose a different path, 100%. So planning is important, obviously, choosing what kind of action you're going to take and so that you can get those kinds of results. But it's also important for you to reflect and look at those choices of planning that you've made and be able to reassess and say, hey, this one, this piece is working, but this piece isn't, you know, sort of figure out what works best for you. Now, a highly skilled team where you have the right bums in the right seat is going to make a massive difference in your business. I don't know how many times I talk about this, but I'll tell you, it is most important for you to understand really, really early that you can outsource the smallest of tasks. There's always going to be people who are willing to do the things that you need to get done and it doesn't have to be a massive tasks. You don't have to hire a full team. You don't have to go from nobody on your team to 10 people on your team. I mean, that's ridiculous. You can build this slowly and you don't have to do it alone. And in fact, you can't do it alone. Everything that geeky girl as a business does these days, there's no way in any semblance of reality that I would be able to do all of these things on my own, even if I hustled. There's no way I could accomplish it all without my team. And I've been building this team for a couple years now. So it's not like I came out of the gate and went, oh, I'm going to hire all these people. It was a slow process. Okay. When you think about your time, you only have 24 hours in your day. And out of that 24 hours, you need to eat and sleep. You need to look after yourself. Maybe you have 
children to look after. Maybe you have aging parents to look after. Maybe you have a relationship to look after. Oh dear gosh, maybe you want to do something for yourself too. Personally, I love to read and reading books takes time, but that time is valuable for me to be able to recharge and energize and to bring my best self to the business. Take all that time away and how much how much do you have left to work on your business? In hustle mode, I read less. In hustle mode, I spend less time with the family. There are times when those things get pared down. But in my general balance of happiness, those things have a place. And so if you only have X amount of hours, whatever those hours are for you inside your business, to do the work, you literally are sticking yourself in a glass ceiling of how much money you can make inside your business. Because you can only work so hard and you have to work in your business and on your business during those times. So think about this math for a second. Let's say it takes you, um, let's say you charge $100 an hour for your time and you do a task and it takes you an hour. So that costs $100. But let's say you can hire somebody for $20 an hour to do that job and they only take half an hour to get that same work done. So instead of it costing you $100, it now only costs you $10 to get that work done. And the work still gets done. And you can spend your $100 on something that is only what you can get done. Think of this podcast for an example. Nobody else can speak the way I speak because it's my voice. So I have to show up live to record the podcast. But that doesn't mean to say I have to write the show notes. I don't have to uh, edit the podcast. I don't have to upload it into the, the podcast sphere, right? I don't have to add it to SmarterQ, which is one of my favorite scheduling things for social media. All of those things can be done by team members and they don't necessarily have to be done by me. In the beginning, they were because I didn't have the ability to have a team member do it. So I did all those things. But as I had the ability to have a team member, those things started to get parted out one at a time for other people. So building your dream team that you want to be part of is going to make a massive difference in your business. And what's really important to remember is your team is going to need support. It's going to need training. When you onboard somebody new, yes, it's going to cost you time and money in order for you to to bring that team member up to speed, to get them in the flow of the way things go inside your business. But if you've hired the right people, right, right bums, and you put them in the right seats, and they're running in their circle of brilliance, and you're running in your circle of brilliance, the more you outsource the things that you're not great at, the more time you get to spend working in your circle of brilliance. That's where the magic happens. That's where you're going to start to see a huge difference in the output inside your business, which will allow you to make more money. Because now you're able to work smarter and not harder, really important things. Now, Remember, when you are onboarding your team members with the training, sometimes people know what they know and they don't know what you need them to know. And it's important for you to understand that just because they know how to do their job doesn't mean to say they know how to do it for you. Maybe some of it is you need to let go a little bit. Maybe the way they do it is actually pretty good. Maybe it's not just your way, my way or the highway, right? Maybe there's a way that you can work together so that they see a different way and you see a different way and you can put those two pieces together. So working with them to understand what it is that they 
can bring to the table is also really, really important. Remember I talked about working in your circle of brilliance? When you spend more time working in your circle of brilliance, you will be less stressed. There is far less stress in working from your circle of brilliance because working in your circle of brilliance feels amazing. It feels energizing. It feels great. You feel like you can take on the world and you feel like you can do more work than you can actually do. Think about a time when in your business when you were working on something that you were really good at and you're like, oh, this is awesome. And you go down this rabbit hole and you lose time because you're so excited and happy and you're joyful about the work you're doing. And then you think of another task in your business where you're like, oh, I have to get this done. Ugh. I don't know why I have to do it, but I do and nobody else can do it and blah, blah, blah. Chances are that is not your circle of brilliance. Okay. When you are working in your circle of brilliance, your tasks are going to get done much more efficiently. You're going to enjoy it a hundred percent. And working in your circle of brilliance is, that's where you generally started your business because that was the thing you were good at. So now when you're building this amazing, phenomenal team, that'll free up your time so you can spend more time doing the tasks that are in your circle of brilliance or doing those tasks that only you can do. And you'll be spending less time doing those other tasks that drag you down. When you are spending the time working on those circle of brilliance items and less time on the things that maybe you're not so good at or that you don't like doing, the energy level is going to be amazing. And you also want to make sure that your team members are also working from their circle of brilliance as well. You want to make sure that A, they're enjoying what they're doing, B, that it is in fact what they're really good at, and C, that they like the environment that they're working in with you. So you always want to check in with your team members and make sure that is the truth and give them opportunities to grow. Whenever there's something going on inside the business and you feel like, oh, there's, I feel like there needs to be another piece that I give away, but I just don't know what piece it is. It's important to turn to your team members and say, is there anything that you see going on inside the business that you think you would like to take on? Team members are a really great mirror for things like that. They can see things the way that you can't. And they'll be like, hey, you know that thing you do with blah, blah, blah? Yeah, can I take on this piece? It's amazing how letting your team members grow and flourish inside their own roles makes for a way better environment for all of you. Now. Working shorter and having longer rest periods is a goal for me. And I know for a lot of people who start their own businesses, they also want to have time to be on holidays or time to get away. And so this last bit is for you if you're thinking about working shorter hours and having more rest time or more recharge time or more time with your family or maybe even more time with some of your hobbies that you like. You can't give from an empty cup. We've talked about this before. And what's really interesting to me is somebody shared this video from TikTok with me. And the woman said, I understand that I can't give from an empty cup. But the problem is I keep filling my cups. But guess what? There's like these holes on the side of my cup and it just keeps leaking out the side. It doesn't matter how much I fill my cup. I'm still not able to fill the cup. And I resonated with that on such a deep level and thought, you know what? That makes super, super sense to me. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense to me because when I think about being overwhelmed and overworked and overstressed and having too much on my plate, those are the holes in the side of the cup. And it takes time to fix the cup, to make the cup whole again so that you can actually feel, fill the cup. 
Now, if you are being more mindful of yourself, spending more time in your brilliance, giving those tasks away to your team members, and you are taking more time for yourself, you'll find that those sides of your cup will become much more solid. You won't have to worry about that cup being emptied because of the sieves that you use, the holes on the side of the cup that you've left there. So you can work shorter hours. That's 100% true. I mean, I don't remember the name of the author who wrote the four hour work week. I don't know why I can't remember his name, but it doesn't matter. He wrote the book, the four hour work week. And, you know, people have been successful at following that plan and successful financially as well. Now, four hour work week is not what I'm looking for. I typically spend about four hours per day, Monday to Friday. So about 20 hours a week, I work inside my business. And that's a good amount of time for me. If I'm working more than four hours a day, I feel it. I start to feel the sides of my cup get a little bit crunchy because things are going to start to fall apart. Four hours a day is enough for me. But that's me. That's my choice. And it's important for you to understand what is it that works for you? What is that number or, you know, whether that's the number of hours or number of tasks or number of clients or number of calls, what is it for you that you can say, hey, you know what? This is my threshold. This is where I move from the difference between loving what I do to losing my mind. And when we start to get those holes on the side of our cup, it makes it really, really difficult for us to stay on top of filling that cup. So you can create an amazing business around what it is that you want to do, what direction you want to head. Inside the Rockstar Mastermind, I talk a lot about the non-negotiables. So the tasks that we consider non-negotiable tasks to work on our business, not in the business, because we're always really good at making sure our clients get looked after. But what are the things from a business perspective that we want to make sure get done every week? That way, if you're having a slower week or you're having, maybe you're tired, maybe you've got other things going on, maybe you've got other business, like other stuff with your family, or you know you have less time for your business. What are those things that you can just go, oh, these are my non-negotiables. I need to check these off so that my business business keeps growing and, and evolving as uh, I'm dealing with the other things in my life. Those are your non-negotiables. And remember, everybody needs to rest. You need to rest too. And what kind of rest does that mean to you? To me, rest is taking time away from my computer screens, being out in the wilderness. To me, rest to me is spending time reading my book. To me, rest is getting to bed at a decent hour and for me to try to get eight hours of sleep every night. That to me is restful. Those are things that fill me up. Spending time in nature, listening to great music, singing away and having a great time, having a dance party sometimes. Those are things that are restful for me. So what are the things that are restful for you? What are the things that are going to help you fill that cup? Now we know how to try to keep those cups from getting the holes in the side of them, but how do we fill up that cup? If you don't choose how to look after yourself, and if you believe that you just need to hustle and hustle and hustle and hustle and hustle until burnout, then your body will put that limit on it for you. And once you burn out, it's so, so difficult to get back from burnout. Try to avoid at all costs getting to burnout. Now that doesn't mean to say you're not going to get close to burnout. There's certainly going to be days when you get really exhausted and maybe you, I mean, I get a little bitchy, but you know, maybe there's times when you start to feel, oh my gosh, like the weight of everything is just on me right now. 
And the earlier you recognize those signs, the easier it's going to be for you to say, oh, you know what? Hold on a second. I need some rest. I need some me time. I need to do some things. Maybe it means for me, maybe it might mean going to the garden center in the wintertime, or maybe it means going and spending time in my garden in the summertime. Plants are fantastic for me. But what is it that is going to do it for you? So you want to start to get to a point where you're starting to recognize that pain before it becomes a total burnout. And you will in time. That is something that you definitely will notice earlier and earlier. But your key here to create that business that works for you is to make sure you're really, really honest with yourself, that you're not trying to do things that people tell you you should do. Stop shooting all over yourself. Choose which business, choose to create the type of business that you want. Don't be afraid to create an amazing team. Choose that that culture that you want your company to have. And then you can bring in highly skilled people with right bums, right seats. You spend more time in your circle of brilliance and please, please, please take care of yourself. Look after yourself, rest, recharge. And that is how you can build a business that works for you. I hope you have a great day and I look forward to talking to you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Overgivers Anonymous podcast. Your support means the world to me. You can find show notes for this episode and other goodies at overgiversanonymous.ca. And if you enjoyed this episode or you enjoyed the podcast in general, why not join us in the Overgivers Anonymous Facebook group where you can connect with overgivers from all over the world. Head on over to geekygirl.ca slash group. 